Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Watched a Thing. I'm Billy, and with me, as always, is my faithful companion, Sancho Panza. I mean, Tofa. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, what you been up to? Not a ton. We were meant to, we were meant to go out for dinner last night, but it fell through, so we stayed home and drank. <laughs> Wait, you drank? That doesn't sound like you. Was there sports ball on? Sure was. Yeah, that's that's more like it. Yeah. Beer, wine, and sport. Yeah, that's yeah, that's nice. Well, we're having our first date night in six months. Well, since the baby was born. I mean, I mean, how are you meant to have a date with a baby? Can't do it. You can't do it. But she's finally old enough. We're like, you know what? Grandma, come over. You know what? You're staying at home. <laughs> yeah. By yourself. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> She'll be fine. She's in a cot. It's not like she's going to get into mischief. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought so, would you? No. But there's probably movie evidence that they can. What about Baby's Day Out? Yeah. What about Look Who's Talking? See? Yeah. You're in oh, wait. What? Was the babies the first look who's talking or was that the second one? First one, of, one. And the second one was dogs? Second one was still the kids, wasn't it? Which was the one with dogs? Oh, I don't know. It was who voiced the dogs? Was that- Because oh, okay. Bruce Willis was the baby, wasn't he? Yeah, what wasn't- Hang on. Now I'm confusing myself. Was it because Bruce Willis and Rosie O'Donnell? Was, I think you're right. Wasn't there look who's talking, look who's talking to and look who's talking now? I think yeah. maybe the dogs are only in now. I feel like the dogs were first. No, I'm sure the first one was just baby Bruce Willis with the same amount of hair he has now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now was the dogs. Yeah, okay. So, Look Who's Talking was the baby and then Look Who's Talking Now was the dogs. Okay, well, I'm glad, glad that, we I'm sorted glad we that sorted out. That. <laughs> well, surprisingly, we're not talking about the Look Who's Talking franchise today. We'll do a marathon on it at some point. <laughs> oh, we should. We should. Fast and Furious style. What are we talking about today, buddy? We are talking about the man who killed Don Quixote. That's right. Probably one of the most prolific uh, cases of development hell. Whether or not it's the longest, I mean, just about everyone, especially due to the doco, everyone knows about, you know, this case. I don't think, I don't think everyone does know about it. You don't think everyone? Oh, well, I mean, we'll catch you up. Uh, it's a 2018 adventure comedy film directed and written by Terry Gilliam and Tony Grissoni. Uh, it stars Adam Driver. Our man, Adam. Yes. Jonathan Price, Stellan Skarsgård, Olga Kelienko, and Joanna Ribeiro. He first started trying to produce this in 89. That's a while back. It's a long time back. The amount of people who have been attached to this cast. Have you gone through the list? I have had a look. Like Robin Williams was at one point attached. Yep. Uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Mike, John Cleese, Michael Palin, obviously, you know, Monty Python yep. crew getting in there. And then in the end, he just winds up going back to his star from Brazil and says, all right, you're up. Yeah. Let's see if this happens. <laughs> uh, and obviously, you know, in 98, he started trying to produce it with Johnny Depp and got a fair way through filming before production had to be halted. Even now that it's finished, he's having troubles because one of the former producers is trying to claim that legally he owns the film and Gilliam's not allowed to release it. So it's only been released in a few small, like a handful of places. This movie is just like, it literally is cursed. <laughs> Like, are you worried that if we talk about it, we're going to bring the curse down upon us? Should we? Yeah, maybe the show will get canned. <laughs> um, what's it about, Toph? It's about. It's about. <laughs> it's it's a, hard, isn't it? <laughs> a, a marketing wanker called Tony, who's our man Adam Driver. Yep. Who encounters somebody who he casts 
as Don Quixote in a complete wank of a student film in his younger days who he encounters again and it turns out this guy has been living as Don Quixote this whole time. And they go on kind of an odyssey. Quick thing, Adam, Adam, Adam Driver's name is Toby. Oh, Toby, not Tony. Toby. No, see, it's very confusing. His name is Toby Grizzoni. The co-writer of the film is Tony Grizzoni. Right. <laughs> so, you know, a little bit inserting yourself in your own film. He's done a bit of a Kaufman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I did twice have to Wikipedia the plot while I was watching just to kind of catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia the plot while watching. Yeah, while I was watching, I had to. I just had to like bring up the plot on Wikipedia and go. Hang on, where am I? <laughs> What's happening? I, I, I'm assuming you didn't have that experience, and now I look like an idiot. Well, I didn't Wikipedia the plot. <laughs> I'm not like it's not a straight narrative. I'm not saying you don't get kind of tugged this way and that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like. I mean, if you'd had to do that during Aladdin. <laughs> What you didn't do that would be. Why is this guy blue? <laughs> I mean, in my defence, I watched at five a.m. this morning after being up since midnight. Okay, so I was I was a little sleepy. That actually sounds pretty reasonable. Then, <laughs> yeah, I'd have been Wikipedia. I was like, "What's the name of this film?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of our man Adam Driver? Uh, I enjoyed Adam Driver. It's it's hard because I really did not like or care for his character. Which I think is is intended, but he is such a tofer. He's such a pretentious knobhead. Absolutely, isn't he great? <laughs> <laughs> like he, how many film school wankers like him have you met over the years? Well, everyone I went to film school with. I was I was going to say I I remember being in the first TV station you and I worked at together with our old boss, who was a real gruff old school cameraman, hated student films. I'll never forget this one dude who came in for an interview and brought in a copy of his student film, his short film. He was like, that's not how you apply for a job. I don't care about your student films. <laughs> and yet this guy, supposedly his student film is what like opened the door for him to like. Yeah. And yet he ends up as an advertising, like he, he's not a filmmaker. <laughs> oh, good. But like you, he's done well. Like he is- He's doing very well out of this job. He's he's done amazingly well. He's done so well, it's almost unbelievable. <laughs> what kind of advertising executive is able to say, you know what, let's go shoot this in Spain. I'm not going to deliver a product. I'm going to be really terrible at my job, but I just, I'd like a trip to Spain. Well, high-end ads do cost more per second than feature films. Yeah. Like, they dump money on these things. Yes, they do. Yeah. But he's not good at his job. Well, he's not good at this job. He, I mean, he's abandoning the production every 10 seconds. To- oh, he's full Brian Singer on it. <laughs> I mean, okay, no, he's probably not full Brian Singer on it. Let's let's step that back a bit. No one's that level. Yeah. <laughs> but he is absent from production. Yeah. And, I mean, also, I mean, who's able to go to Spain to shoot their student film? I mean, how- how Billy's many- parents had it. Yeah. Like, he's, he's shooting a student film. He's going over to Spain for a number of months. Like, when he encounters the old man that he casts as Don Quixote, he says, what are you doing for the next two months? Are you serious, Adam Driver? Like, I must have essentially just gone backpacking and packed a camera. Well, I mean, where are they getting the film for this thing? Like, film camera isn't cheap. At one point, he literally wastes film filming this girl dancing. He's like, oh, we're out of film. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I love the construction of the of that film within the film though. It's such a ball of wank. Oh yeah, it's it, brilliant. Clever choice to put it in black and white. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it it is the most pretentious student film, and that's the thing. Like this movie is essentially like it's almost a satire, really. And in that sense, I think it really works. But getting back to your original question of what did I think, I didn't love this movie like I was really hoping to. I'm really hit and miss with Gilliam. Like even like even Brazil, like there are parts of Brazil that I love, but as an overall experience, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. I think it is on the scale of overrated things that people clearly watched either drunk or stoned age 19 and think are amazing, <laughs> yeah. that's top of the heap. Yeah. I think I want to like him more than I do. I, I, I really admire his creativity. The work that he did with Monty Python was amazing. He's he's never just he he doesn't just shoot down the middle. Like he will never just produce something for the money or because it's like just an easy story to tell. He thinks of crazy stories that he wants to tell and he does it. And for that I've got to commend him. For sure. In this case, I wonder whether the fact that it spent 30 years I wonder if it would have been more straightforward 30 years ago. I think when he originally wrote this script, it wouldn't have been as out there and certainly not as long. And I think because he's been thinking about it for so long and continually reworking it, I think this has been reworked too much. I think that he's added too much in and not cut other bits out. And I think it just ended up a little bit messy and definitely over long. It must have changed. You've got moments in the film where like Stellan Skarsgård's character says, it's not meant to rain here. Yeah. So it would be shocking if that is not a line that got put in post the Lost in La Mancha days. Yeah, definitely. Yes, uh, that's the thing. And I think that given this, like, let's face it, Adam Driver is, he's a stand-in really for Terry Gilliam. Like, the, the movie is literally about a film director who is fantasizing, really. Like, by the end of the film, he himself becomes Don Quixote, which is, it's a statement about Gilliam and his creativity and- like, I definitely think that over the last 30 years, he has been just reworking and reworking this. Like, it really is his pet project, and I think that that has been to its detriment. But it is also a reflection of the character of Don Quixote. Oh, d- definitely. Like, it's really funny how this film is classed as an adaptation of Don Quixote. And yes, it is an, it is an adaptation. It's not, it's not a straight, faithful adaptation, but it is very much about the character. Yeah. And Price- I mean, I think Price is pretty fantastic. Yeah, as I, the um, as the the shoemaker turned stand-in actor turned delusional <laughs> Don Quixote character, yeah. and I think a lot of his like a lot of his scenes, I absolutely love him in. Yeah, but it does become by you know by the seventy ninth, oh Sancho, <laughs> it becomes a bit wearisome. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I think that's in in a lot of ways just to the film being too long. Like, two hours, 15 minutes is a long, long film, and it feels long. You do feel the length on this one. It drags. I think- I don't even think the film really felt like it started for me until about 45 minutes in, which is really when he meets uh, Jonathan Price again, Javier, his his actor who by that point believes he's Don Quixote. The first 45 minutes really kind of drag for me with the advertising staff, him sleeping with the boss's wife, all that. I could lose a lot of that, I think. At about that 45-minute mark is happily when we get our best character, though, 
the old lady. She's great. She is so good. <laughs> Just fleecing him with money. To yeah. Come and see the amazing Don Quixote. She is the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff I love. And I would have liked more of this. Like, there are a lot of moments here that are really surreal. And by the end, I think it dips too much into that. I feel like the last half hour of this movie is kind of like when you're watching Mother. And, you know, like when it's descended into that chaos and all of a sudden Kristen Wiig is there and it's a war zone and it's just completely out of hand. But in Mother, it worked for me. In this, I don't think it did. I much preferred those kind of smaller moments of surrealism. Like when that little old lady pulled out the electric shocker <laughs> and starts shocking. Like that kind of, that's Gilliam to me. That really worked. By the end, I think it just went way too far when they're burning her alive and then they're actually not really. And yeah. I mean, the thing the thing I think is good about that is that it's doing a reason. I wouldn't say it's doing a great job, but it's doing a reasonable job of placing you with the characters. Yeah. Because- of course, to- like Toby's losing his mind. He can't separate reality from his dreams or whatever else yeah. is going on. Yeah. So the fact that you're unsettled as to what uh, exactly the same thing, I mean, that I like about it. Yeah. I could watch two hours straight of Adam Driver on a donkey. <laughs> every, every shot of Driver, who I don't know how big Driver is, probably like six, like Driver's big. He's like six oh, foot four do, or have something. Have you seen his hands? Not up close, no. He, he was hosting SNL. Oh, I say he was. We were watching an old episode. He was hosting SNL. His hands are bigger than his face. You know when you hear that old joke about, like, if your hands are bigger than your face, you got cancer, and then you kind of smack him in the head so they hit their face? He, so his hands are literally twice the size of his head. It's scary how, how big this man is. You know, everyone now is holding their hand up to their face. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I could watch shots of him dwarfing a donkey that he's on all day long. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'm, and then, gl- I'm glad they kept the donkey. And, yeah, there are moments like there are moments in this film where I laughed. Yeah, oh, definitely. I was yeah. like, there's this you know there's this really nice kind there's this nice landscape shot where you know Donkey Hope where Jonathan Price rides out on his horse and it's quite a stately shot and then out plods driver on a donkey and yeah. and that's that's why i guess i i wish that in some ways this had been more of a faithful adaptation in some ways because to me the best bit of the movie is that middle section where he literally is being his sancho and like they're just going finding adventures like that really is the best part of the film for me one thing that i think this is one of the stronger aspects of the film is the kind of revisiting the repercussions of Toby's first visit to this place and how people's lives have changed for, for the worse yeah. since he plonked in there with a camera. But that is a, that's a part of the film that kind of just evaporates. When we were seeing it, I quite liked it, and then it's just gone. I think that's all part of the general statement that the film is making on on creativity and creative people. You know, like he's- the fact that his film affected this entire town, it sent this old man crazy. It turned this young girl into a prostitute. It it ruined her family. Like, I, I don't think that that's really so much part of the narrative as it is just part of the general themes. But because the narrative isn't that strong, I don't think, that's something that I was kind of clinging to. Yeah. Well, and I think I, I, don't, I don't even know how- like, the narrative in this film is almost irrelevant. Even the fact that he's an advertising agent by 30 minutes in doesn't matter. And I think that that is one big problem with the film is it is almost like 
a series of episodes rather than a continuous thread. Which, again, is reflective. I haven't read. Oh, that's I definitely read how Don the, Quixote. So I, I have, and that is definitely how the book is. The book is a series of adventures, really. But because it's not as surreal, it definitely flows more than this, I think. And in the, I mean, reflective of that kind of episodic nature, there are times where the film, like, flicks really quickly for me between being wildly entertaining to how much longer does this have? It happens regularly and quickly for me because the parts of it that I that I like and that work for me, I find really engaging. Yes. And the bits that don't work really miss. Yes, that was exactly my issue too. And that, that was when I had to start Googling the plot was in those segments that weren't working for me because I did find myself zoning out. And even though the movie's so long, things do happen really quickly. If you zone out for 30 seconds, all of a sudden you could have missed something huge. And you're like, hang on, where are they now? What's happening? <laughs> um, I do. I really like the look of the film. I was just about to bring up the visuals. Yeah. Shot by an Italian cinematographer whose name I don't have in front of me. But it's a gorgeous film. The lighting is just spectacular. It, yeah, it really is. And the visual effects tie in really nicely as well. I don't know how much of the production design in terms of set was, was real and how much was extensions digitally. But- Everything blended perfectly. I loved that that final scene where Adam Driver is, you know, finally succumbed to going crazy and he's fighting those giants that then turn into windmills. Yep. I really, really loved the look of that scene. Shot by Nicola Pecoroni. I don't think he was crazy about the idea of shooting it digitally. I think he was a bit more old school filmy. Yep. So he then got his hands on these handcrafted old lenses in the hope right. that that would then add kind of more personality to the film, and I I love the lens work in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it's a really really nice look to the film. Um, now now that you've said that though, now I want to see it shot on film instead. I think I think that this is a film that really would have lended itself to the look of some nice natural film grain. And yeah, now I really like just knowing how long this film was in production for. I really wish it had been filmed with like some nineties film stock. But- go 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 student film. Do it eight, <laughs> do it eight millimeter. <laughs> Make it black and white. Yeah. Academy format. <laughs> in fact, just give us the film that Toby made. Yeah. Actually, one of the, one of the other things that I really love about about the film and, and the way they've done Adam Driver is they they do a really good job of uh, making him look young in those scenes where he's producing the film. That's true. Because given that he is like a giant and he's clearly a man, they've done a really good job of making him look like a pretentious 20-year-old just out of film school. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Ditto, his, you know, his lead his leading lady in the film, who goes from she's either 15 or 25, yeah. roughly. Yeah. It is there. really clever. I didn't even realize until about halfway through that they'd given her braces as a 15-year-old. Which is just like that in itself, just really de-ages someone. Usually I'm the one who notices these things. I didn't notice a score here. Was there one? I don't know, probably. (laughs) So, I think it actually sounds like you're a little bit more positive on it than me. What are you scoring it? Five out of ten. Oh, I'm also a five. I think uh, just because I've been, uh, like, like I said, I have read Don Quixote. I'm a huge fan. And I think because I knew this film was coming for so long- I wonder if my expectations were maybe too high yeah. just because of how long it had been in development hell. I love the documentary. I, so I wonder if I would have been less disappointed had I just walked in knowing nothing about it. Mm. One thing that not having read it, I can't be sure about this, but I did see something that makes me think that this is 
maybe a, at least a bit better than I think it is, is that Edith Grossman, who who did one of the translations for the novel, said of the novel, you are never certain that you truly got it, because as soon as you think you understand something, Cervantes introduces something that contradicts your premise. Yeah. Now, the film certainly does that as well. Yes, it does. Yeah. I think what it is for me is is the the modern elements, because, I mean, the story is actually set in, in modern day, obviously, in the film. But it blends really strangely with the past. So you almost feel like there's time travel involved, even though there's not really. Yeah. And I think that's the surreal element for me that didn't work. Whereas with the original novel, even though there's a lot of strange elements there and, y- yeah, you're not – you're never really sure exactly, like, what is happening. At least you're consistent in the setting and things like that. So I think it flows a little better for me. Yeah. But that's just me personally. So – yeah, overall, I'm like, God bless you, Terry Gilliam, for doing these sorts of things, for refusing to go. Like, I could get funding for a, just a straight narrative if I wanted to, yeah. but but that's not interesting to him, so he doesn't want to. And for that, I'm like, God bless you, and keep, please keep doing it. Yeah. In this instance, it doesn't hit for me. I agree a thousand percent with that statement. I'm really glad this movie <laughs> I said to someone, I was talking about pet hates with someone yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, people who say something is more than 100%. <laughs> I'm going to give 110%. No, you're not. You can't do that. I think you definitely can. You cannot give 110%. Oh, yes, you can. Number oh, Every, Everything you have to give is 100%. That's it. Don't get me started. I could, I could argue with you about numbers all day. We've, we've had plenty of arguments about numbers. T- tell me, how many are in a couple? Two. Bull. That's crap. If I said, if you said to me- Literally if, two. If you said to me, can I have a couple of M&Ms and I gave you two, you'd throw them in my fucking face and say, give me a handful, you dick. That's ridiculous. I would never ask you for them. <laughs> a couple does not mean two in all contexts. <laughs> two. No. <laughs> if I say, give me a couple of chips, you give me two, I'm going to say, give me a fucking more. I want well, at least Well, then three. I'd say, why didn't you ask for a handful? No. Nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Because that's impolite. <laughs> you can't ask for a handful of something. You can ask for a couple and expect more than two. Also, you would never ask for chips. No, I'd just take them. Exactly. <laughs> I'd have my own. I've got I've got a camel backpack full of chips at all times. Yeah, but once you finish them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Um, next well, it's you know, it's an it's an odd week, so there's an MCU film. <laughs> Yeah, there are there are a lot coming out in pretty short order. Like I can't believe that we're getting Captain Marvel only a month before Endgame. Presumably then the end of this film will leave will tie in so nicely that we really will want Endgame right then. Pro- probably. That, yeah. I, I I guess that's the hope. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel and I believe uh all going well Beth will be with us. We're hoping to have Beth here. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for that. I'm keen. All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you do want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. And we'll catch you all next week. Go watch a movie. Bye. Now I sound creepy. Yeah, that was the point of that. (laughs) 